1: Hey, it's Espo back to tell you about our friends at DraftKings, and basketball season won't be around forever. So get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at $1 million. That's right, $1 million in total prizes. Claim your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use the code TBPN during sign-up that's code TBPN. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see your team stack up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more when you're playing DraftKings Daily Fantasy. It is unbelievable how much more you enjoy a random Kings game Clippers game on a Wednesday evening or a Nets-Knicks matchup, whatever you're watching, I mean, it could be even worse. It could be like the magic in somebody, like the magic in Rockets. It makes it more fun to play with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports and their fantasy lineup for basketball. So download the DraftKings app now and use the code TBPN during sign up. This week DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. The code TBPN and get you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See draftkings.com for details.
2: Finds the center. Sheikon Sheikon it. Center. Oh my goodness. Tonight's matchup on the solar panel. Espo versus the solar Fox
1: versus Carmel Thunder. Hello and welcome everybody to another solar panel. Here, whether you're watching us live on YouTube, listening to us, wherever you get your podcast, Apple, google Google's <laughs> anywhere uh you get them you can hear us uh, and we are more than happy to have you the flaming ballers along with us i uh, saw threw me off because my name was dave king there on the on the video yeah. so i threw off the intro it's, a little bit it's, because
2: it's been so long since dave has been here that i completely forgot he should always be on the right side
1: <laughs> hey you know i'll just be honest hey, being named Dave King for a few minutes just just shook me. I, but as always, I, to to my right, he's the man, the myth, the legend, the
0: Silver Fox. Dave, welcome back. Great to have you.
2: Okay, cool. Hey, Dave. I
0: am excited to be back. I am so excited
2: <laughs> to be back. Sorry, guys. Are you super, you're on super delay or what? What's going on here? I don't know. Can you guys so, hear me? Okay. Yeah, we can, yeah, hear, we can hear you. You're fine. Hear you Dave. fine
0: they just ignoring us. It's like I totally forget. No, no, sorry. Uh, I was trying to get us. Uh, never mind. You're trying to. Trying
2: to. Are you trying to close the tabs on your porn right now? Is that what's going yeah,
0: on? Yeah, that's
1: it. <laughs> we haven't even started drinking yet, and this thing's already <laughs> off. You to talk about
2: the shock? I mean, the shock right now is your face, Espo. What the hell is going on?
1: Let me introduce you first. He is the Carmel Thunder from Down <laughs> Under. So, Bookman, and yes, let's get to my face. For those of you watching on YouTube, I am clean-shaven, and that is a big that. deal because I don't think I've been clean-shaven in two years, if I remember correctly. It's been a long while, and my daughter does not like it, but that's fine because I did it for a good cause. We're doing playoff beards, gentlemen, and if you want to be in on it, I want you to send a picture using the hashtag SonsPlayoffBeards Have you clean shaven now? And then let's see how long we can grill these things throughout the playoffs. The last time I did this in 2010, I looked like a caveman by the end because they went, obviously, it's game six of the Western Conference Finals. And if I don't shave for that long, I look crazy like a wilderness man. And that is fine. I want to do that. I want to ride this out in the playoffs. So uh, if you want to do it along with me, uh, the guys on the show, anybody, uh, use hashtag Suns Playoff Beards. Let's see him. Right? Have you
0: ever been confused with a wilderness man? I'm trying to trying to put that image in my head. Straighten that one when, out.
1: When when I do not shave at all, I do not trim or clean up the beard. Yes, I look
0: at. Uh, Boy, look you could do. You while. can manscape every other place. You don't have. It's just the beard that's growing out, right?
1: Nobody else is seeing any of those other places other than my <laughs>
0: wife. All right, so. Sasquatch here. Okay, yeah. look, no, look Espo, here. You you will see. Espo bike.
2: put himself in for the smooth baller of the week right now. <laughs> as we speak.
1: <laughs> if only you knew. <laughs> if only you, <laughs> you did. Just
2: up. he did just come back from a vacation. Anyway, guys. Yeah. Playoffs. <laughs> Go ahead, Espo. Get us back yeah. on track.
1: You want to see. Uh, First off, yes, I do look like Kellen Olson without a beard, so let's get that out of the way as well. Nice. But look, let's uh, let's talk about it. The season is over; it officially ended a few minutes ago. All the games are complete. The Suns are the number two seed in the West, and where we sat back in October when we were talking about this team, November, you know, October-November time period, we certainly. Did not predict the number two seed. Even the the most uh optimistic of us, so say Jay, one of our flaming ballers in the chat and host of fanning the flames. He said the number one seed. So I don't think anybody got it right at all. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody had this team as a, as the number two seed. Even, and and even
0: Justin was wrong. I mean, yeah. so says Jay was wrong, dead yep. wrong. I don't think anybody had a man. You gotta, you gotta at, own up to this, man. Two. So so Unbelievable season.
1: Let's get that out of the way right off the top. This was one hell of a ride. They ended it in in fun fashion with uh, with beating San Antonio two days in a row. One of which was uh, basically uh, you know for for lack of a better term a complete ass kicking. And then the Suns sat all the uh, you know basically all their starters. They played Mikael uh, a few minutes to keep his streak going but uh you look at it and even with the bench playing they come through and they win that final game each one more playing unbelievable comes mm-hmm. up big with that final shot
0: i Jalen smith playing awesome
1: yeah yeah Jalen smith's playing great look overall i could not be happier with this season but uh, but dave let's start with you what was uh <laughs> what was your takeaway 51 wins, number two seed in the West. How are you feeling?
0: Yeah, My takeaway is stop lamenting one loss that gets it, you know, because the Suns finished one loss short of winning the top seed. The only reason you care about the top seed is because the Lakers are uh, likely or Golden State are likely the opponent in the first round if you're in the second seed. But stop worrying about the one or two or three losses you are lamenting, going, oh, if they only hadn't lost that – they won fifty-one games. The Suns did everything they could possibly do to win every game. For any, and no other team won Utah won fifty-two. No other team won more than fifty-two games this year. So you you can't sit there and worry about the one uh, or the two or the three losses. Just be happy where the Suns are. And like Chris Paul said on Friday, you got to play everybody. You got to you got to go through everybody to get to the finals.
2: Dude, I wholeheartedly agree. You know. Listen, there is going to be plenty of time past Tuesday to really stress about who they're about to play. We all assume it's going to be the Lakers. We can get to that later. For right now, dude, fellas, everybody, Suns fans, 51 wins. 4-1 out. 51 yeah. wins. No, dude. There's just no way we all thought that was going to happen. I had 43 at the beginning of the season. Like, it wasn't even close wasn't I even close you know so i 45 like i was the optimistic one of the group just enjoy it jesus yeah. just enjoy it because listen it could very well have been another 40 or 34 win season or a 30 win season but we're not there we're not there we are, we are a completely different team right now 51 wins no even if they lose in the first round to the lakers it's 51 years and or 51 wins and you took a huge step back towards relevancy. That's the main. Uh, the, that's the important part right now. Is that you took a step back to relevancy. The Phoenix Suns are relevant again, and that's what we all wanted to see Dude, prior to the season.
0: This is a big step to rele- It's like some, a drone picked us, picked them up, and put them at the top of the ladder. So this is a huge step. No, the Suns are definitely back. The Suns oh. are back as a as as a as a threat against any team in the league.
1: Look, I, I know that Pacific Division championships and division championships in general don't mean a lot uh, anymore. Uh, they've they've been devalued in, in, in their meaning. But you play in a division with the last six Western Conference champions, plus the Clippers are in your division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, the Kings are there too, whatever. Everybody needs a bottom feeder. But, uh, you know, I don't think you can overlook – the competition in your division that you finished ahead of the oh, lakers yeah. the warriors uh, the clippers you sit at the top of that pacific division you have the second best record in the nba it, it you're allowed to enjoy that and and you know applaud that for at least a few days that's the nice thing about about this play-in situation is the fact that you know you now get a week before the playoffs start you can kind of uh, you can kind of celebrate it you know you can look back and go as fans as a team you shouldn't be doing it that'd be detrimental but as fans you can look back and go this was one hell of a ride this was probably one of my favorite seasons in sun's history because it was so unexpected and it went so well right and regardless of who you face in the first round this was a special season
2: you, you, that can't be taken away. And, and, I, and people are just, you know, you, you got you to gotta stop doing this to yourselves. You know, listen, hey, the, the curse of Arizona sports, right? Everybody's going to say it. If we play the Lakers, everybody's going to be like, of course we would finish number two overall. And, of course, the Lakers would finish seventh. Like, that's just the the way it all unfolded. But you know what? Who gives a shit? Who cares? Who cares? We're the number two seed. And you had to play LA, either either one of those LA teams, you had to get through one of them to get to the NBA finals. Why not knock it out in round one? Who cares? And, you, and and let me say, let me give you the positive part of all this. If they beat the Lakers in round one, who the hell's beating them? Who the hell's beating the Suns? I mean, you talk about confidence at an all-time high. This team could go anywhere from that point, even the NBA finals and a world championship. So, hey, it's gonna be all right we got plenty of time to worry about that crap right now. It's about what this team has accomplished and it's been fantastic.
1: And I think Chris Paul said it earlier this week. It may have been after the the game on TNT the other night where, Hey, the West has always been tough. You're going to have to go through tough teams if you want to get where your ultimate goal is. So mm-hmm. who the hell cares? Right. I, I highly believe that some people are like, Oh, maybe they're playing strategically to try to figure out where they can land. No, this team was just playing to win. Yeah, they lost a few games back to back. It wasn't ideal, but you know, this this team was playing to win. They weren't weren't trying to outthink and outmaneuver people. They were just saying, "We're going out and and we're going to win."
0: The only thing you can take care of is your own backyard, and they did that every single game.
1: I mean this this season, they did everything they could, and they sure they didn't get a little help tonight from you know, the Kings who could have, uh, could have helped them wind up being the one seed or whatever the case may be, but you're sitting second best record in the league. I, none of us, uh, I think, uh, you know, we're going to, going to say that and, and expect that. And it's, you know, I, I, I joked a couple, a couple episodes ago when they'd clinched the playoffs that, you know, it, it's emotional. It's just, it's great to feel, Hey, The Suns are back and relevant. We're about to feel in this town, we're about to be reminded why this has always been a Suns town. Playoffs are something different. The fact that there's going to be 10,000-plus fans in that that arena for the first game of a a playoff series in the last 10 years is going to be special. It's going to be crazy in that building. This is exciting, and, and I can't wait to see what happens look, it's, it, it's a weird combination of emotions because it's been so long since they've been in the playoffs. I don't exactly remember what, uh, what it's like, you know, I I'm, I'm trying to think, and, you know, it's that autumn, like excitement and, and, and nausea. It's like the, the big roller coaster that you, that you go on for the, for the first time. I, I remember it kind of feeling like that, but I'm thrilled. Let's get, let's get excited. Let's feel the ups and the downs. Let's Let's feel the drama of what a playoff series is again. And we're going to live and die by every moment of it because we always have here in Phoenix. And that's exciting.
0: Oh, absolutely. I, I, it, it's funny. You've still got, I'm just watching through the, the comments in here and I'm just not going to get brought down by some of these comments. It's just, there's <laughs> people in there trying to troll us, trying to get us worked up. Look, man, here's the deal. I am not, will, could the Lakers beat the Suns? Of course. Will the Lakers beat the Suns? Probably if the Lakers are healthy, but they haven't been healthy and the Suns they haven't played the Suns uh, They've actually uh, they haven't played healthy against the Suns all year So we don't know what's going to happen But why don't we enjoy it while we can and when the Suns do play the Lakers every single game will be a unique situation um, Where they're gonna be uh, Look you guys talked about it on the on the last uh, last pot. I think uh, where you're talking about matchups and things like that. And I've heard a lot of other uh, podcasts and, and radio shows around talking about matchups. Look, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are really great players. They really are. But you know what? So are Chris Paul and Devin Booker and who's shutting those guys down. You know, the thing is there's only so many shots to go around and it's who hits the best shots, the biggest shots at the end of the game. And Chris Paul is one of the best best clutch players in the history of the league. So I'm looking forward to watching these guys uh, play against the defending world champs. I don't care what round might as well do it now because you've you got to beat them at some point. I don't think, uh, I don't think it matters when it might be even, even better early against the Lakers because of uh, those guys trying to round themselves into shape. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. That doesn't mean I think, 100% the Suns are going to win and blow them out at 20 points every game. I am looking forward to the series and I think it's I, I think it's a toss up on who wins.
2: I so. mean, we're also, you know, we're also assuming that the Lakers are going to get past the Warriors that's and it. the way Steph Curry is playing right now, uh, I, I wouldn't put anything past him. That dude is on a mission for whatever reason this season. Uh it's like people forgot that he's the greatest shooter of all time. I don't think that's a, a debate. Um and and and, and honestly like there's also a little part of me that's like do I want to see Steph in the first round? <laughs> Cuz he's equally just he as dangerous no as the other guys, you know? So
1: I I would not want to be the Lakers in a one game situation mm-hmm. because Steph single-handedly can tip a one game situation, right? Like he can sure. he can drop 50 and, and change the whole complexion of a playing game. But mm-hmm. in a 7 game series, I don't think he has enough help. That's why mm-hmm. That's why I'd rather face Steph uh, at, coming out of uh, out of the play-in than the Lakers, you know, uh, is is the way I look at it. But, look, you're going to have to play whoever you have to play. Wednesday night is going to be very intriguing. I think the game's 7 o'clock Arizona time on ESPN, Lakers uh, and Warriors. The NBA got exactly what it wanted. It got high drama through the end of the season and yeah. – A one-game play-in that's going to be insane. You know that the second game is probably a foregone conclusion. Uh, You know, I don't think Memphis or San Antonio is going to knock off whoever loses in uh, in the Warriors. But you just
2: don't know in a one-game scenario. That's the beauty of it.
1: Yeah, they've given us they've given us what happens in the tournament, right? In, In the NBA now. Because that's mm-hmm. why Cinderellas happening in the NCAA tournament. Because you're not playing five or seven games; you're playing one, and anything can happen uh, in in that situation. And that's why this is exciting. Going into Wednesday and Friday, a lot on the line. Wednesday will determine who the Suns face. The winner of the Lakers-Warriors game is is who will be the seventh seed. So we'll know Wednesday who the Suns are facing, but we won't know till Friday who the Jazz are facing, which is uh,
0: is very, very interesting to me. Do we even know what day the Suns play on yet?
2: We don't yet. Not yet. Well, they'll they'll probably. I'm going to assume the Suns will play on Saturday.
1: Yeah, I would too, because they're not going to play the Jazz. On
2: back they can't yeah. play
1: the Jazz on on Saturday because whoever wins that second playing game isn't going right. to play back to back. They're not going to yeah. fly. Overnight and start a series. Yeah, so. but
0: there's so many series that are starting Saturday and Sunday. You could conceivably have the one and the two
2: both play on Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think it
2: depends on thing. if it's they, they typically yeah. They typically space them out anyway. So I think both one seeds in both conferences will play on Sunday and both two seeds in both conferences will play on mm-hmm. Saturday.
0: Generally, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that's probably how it's going to happen. And, 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 you know, I wonder how late they're going to wait to, to post because they're going to want to put the Lakers in prime time. Well, they want to put no. Golden State in prime time. Maybe, maybe not as much. So, they might be deciding even even the time of day, uh, waiting until the the Lakers Golden State game.
2: Yeah, but I guess- Golden State Utahs. I, I mean that would be fun to watch. I'm not yeah. gonna lie, it'd be fun
0: to watch. I, I think uh, as you guys were saying earlier, um, Steph is a one man band on that team. all uh, you know, Draymond Green's a, a really good player, but he's not. He's not going to swing a series for you. He never was the guy who was going to swing a series for you. He's really, really good, um, but he, he, they're, short a, they're short a horse or two there. So uh, I, I, I think they're they're an easy. They're six game out. Is that considered an easy out anymore? Six game out, five game out. Yeah, I kind of. They're
1: not getting. They're not getting swept. I don't think anybody's going to sweep. Right. Sweep the Warriors, but to your question about when we'll find out, my guess is late Wednesday night after that. First Man. playing game is complete or early Thursday morning. They want to know is it the Lakers? If it's the Lakers, it's getting the primetime game on Saturday. If it's not, it, it'll it go in in an earlier time. That's, that's, yeah. I think all that's being determined is, uh, is that specifically. So we should know relatively quickly how, uh, how the schedule will play out for this team. So I guess let, we've moved into, into the seeding, uh, you look at it. Do you? Th- it sounds like you both feel it's a foregone conclusion that it's the Lakers.
0: Am I correct? Not, not me. That? Not me. No. No.
2: No. Uh, no, no I think it's a really
0: good chance. It's the Lakers. Yeah, bet. I think it's a good foregone. chance. But I
2: don't think it's a foregone conclusion. I think. I think. Like I said, in a one-game scenario. I'm not going to count out Steph.
0: The reason I keep harping on the Lakers is because everyone – that's the team everyone's most worried about for good reason. A healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis are unlikely to lose a series. Um, It doesn't mean they won't lose a series, but they're unlikely to. Everybody else seems pretty beatable in the
2: first round. The best thing for the NBA is the Lakers to get bounced, like right off the bat. Not ratings-wise, obviously. I was going to say. (laughs) But the best thing for the NBA is for the Lakers to get bounced – and, and absolutely get eliminated in both these games because then it doesn't encourage teams – to just sit your stars for half the damn season. Okay, the, just the just best to, thing for the
0: competitive advantage of the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. So, but, uh, but for yeah. ratings, oh my god. Yeah, well, we I may mean, see we may see a play-in game get the highest ratings of the playoffs if that Oh, happens. I think
2: we will. I think we will. Yeah. I think the play-in game for a one game scenario, I think that play-in game is going to have more ratings, uh, higher ratings than maybe even the NBA finals depending on who they play. For yeah, sure. no,
1: I agree because there's it, it's it's a winner take all situation. It's why game sevens are are so well watched yeah. and and so exciting because all the pressure is right there. I think that's going to be a huge ratings success for the NBA. And you know, LeBron tweaked his ankle again tonight. I don't know it's how that, get that
2: thing right were. was LeBron or AD. LeBron. I thought AD hurt his ankle his angle too.
1: Uh, well LeBron retweaked
2: well, the they've both been, been dealing with it and bothering him so uh, I'm, not, I'm not gonna be playing the violin any fucking time soon I'll tell you that much drop it
1: <laughs> Drop that money for the swear for kids <laughs> yeah, yeah it look, was
0: uh, it was right it was LeBron reinjuring it tonight ad's been still struggling with leg issues overall um saying he's been hurting but playing through it uh LeBron went out again today.
1: Which which makes Wednesday that much more interesting because if the Lakers aren't aren't yeah. close to full strength, if LeBron isn't hundred percent, and Steph can pull a rabbit out of his hat again, this could be a hey the Warriors win by a point, but it doesn't matter. It's not you're not gaining a, It's not like the old uh, you know BCS where you got to win by a certain amount to to gain <laughs> points. You're not gaining style points. I, you know Steph can can win a game like that for them, and that changes the complexion of
2: everything. I'm already, a, I'm already a big Steph, Steph Curry stand. I just, uh, I've always been. Yeah, even I, I just so love Matt. it. I just, dude, if he, if he somehow beats the Lakers, <laughs> I will streak down my neighborhood.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, we don't want to see that, man. Course, oh, you can of, show your man. Some game. of the
2: ladies would not yeah, mind seeing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> some people like the jiggle and the wiggle. I,
1: oh. I think it's only your fiance that
2: would. I'm thinking.
0: Uh, we, all take I'm thinking when I hear this is Will Ferrell. We're going streaking in the quad. <laughs> I, I've. Already, uh, I've that, already committed.
1: To, <laughs> I've already committed to uh, doing the Warriors flag lady dance. That that gif. I've already committed to recreating that on the show if oh, uh, if wow. Steph uh, beats the Lakers as well. So there is a there's a few things on the line here that uh, for for people. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. That uh, outside hey. of seeing that first Suns game. I'm super excited to see Wednesday's Wednesday's game. And uh, you know this I, I've been one of those people that have been pounding the table. I don't want to see the Lakers in round one, right? And I think a lot of that has to do with the past. I don't I, you know you never want to yeah. face the defending champs. You don't want to face two stars. But I, I think a lot of it comes from the past and, and those wounds from facing the Lakers in the playoffs and the Lakers always being the Big brother. But it dawned on me earlier this week. <laughs> Long John Silver eighty five says I look like <laughs> Peter Griffin in the chat. Thank you for
0: that. Hello, past, hello, hello. I've already seen this face naked. I don't need any more. Naked. Hey, Lawrence. Lawrence, check check this <laughs> out. Uh, so,
1: anyways, I, I realized earlier this week that there is one benefit to facing the Lakers in the first round, regardless of if uh, you know. A, If win or lose, whatever, a whole new generation of Suns fans is going to be introduced as to why we hate, some of us older fans, hate the Lakers so damn much. Because inevitably, Lakers fans will get into into those home games. Lakers fans will be ridiculously annoying, more so than ever, on uh, on Twitter and in chats like this. You're going to learn how to loathe Lakers, Lakers and their fans so much. If it, if it becomes a Lakers Suns first round series. And there's something positive about that because the more people you can get that, that hate the Lakers, the better world it is. You know, that's a, that's a belief I carry.
0: Look, this is look. obviously the Lakers are talented and we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about the Lakers. We could be talking about golden state a little bit more as well, but with the Lakers, the, here's the thing you guys got. We all have to remember. I'm not saying anyone's forgetting it, but I think we are very vastly underplaying this. The Suns have the home court advantage. The Suns are home for the first two games of this series. All you got to do is get get that lead and you keep the home court advantage. And the Suns have not shown any fear of any big stages this year, so I don't see them having any fear of any big stage here against the Lakers either or against the Warriors, whatever it is, you get that advantage at home. The crowd at home, I know you're worried about Lakers fans getting in ESPO, but I have never seen this many Suns jerseys. And since I've been to these, these home games recently, and, and you get 10,000 fans in there, that's been confirmed Uh, 10,000 fans per uh, per game, which is basically every other seat, uh, plus the suites and all that. There's still going to be a vast majority of Suns fans. Yes, there will be some Laker fans in there, but it isn't like the last the the recent years where yeah. um, Suns fans are are burned out and they're so bored of this and blah blah blah. These Suns fans are desperate for a playoff game. Um, obviously, some Laker fans are just going to get some tickets, but the six men six man Suns fans get the first dibs on tickets, and those guys need to set just buy all these tickets. They need to sell out there first before they go to the public where the Lakers fans can get at it. Cause there aren't any Laker fans, six mans of the, of the Suns. So it's the six man memberships. Those are the ones who are going to be buying and they have been buying. I've got a couple of buddies who are six men um, who, who have their, they were able already able to secure their playoff tickets um, or told they could, they'd be first to secure their playoff tickets as soon as they become available this next week. Um, Look, that's who's going to rock this stadium. And that's what these, these players these players roll with the fans cheering for them. They just get so excited, especially because it's been so long since having fans in the stadium. They 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 just rock with these fans, and every single player comments on it. Back in the day, I'd be in the locker room. Did you hear the fans? Blah blah. blah. Did they cheer you? You know, did they get you going. But and the players are always be like, No, no, I'm in, I'm in my own head. I'm always thinking about the game. I can't really hear the fans. I've got everything locked out. These players love the fan noise they love the cheers and they're constantly getting hyped up over it uh that's what's going to help carry the suns in the playoffs is our home fans i can't wait to see these guys rocking this stadium out
1: consider this a psa right if you were a six-man member and you put any of these tickets on the secondary market i will personally come over and uh you know have have beef with you all right this is not the time to try to cash in on some of your tickets and sell to lakers or warriors oh well here's the thing
0: actually you know what let's talk through this nobody's bought anything yet these are just being made available to six men so it's really just six men aren't even selling these for more than they paid for them They're, they're it's just a matter of are you wanting to buy them well, and I'm, and their regular seats, they're 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 going to be a little more expensive, I'm sure, than regular season seats. But they're not going to be there's not going to be secondary third market prices yet. And so six men should be buying these. They haven't already spent the money. They're not selling them to make money on a profit.
1: Well, I'm saying if you buy them and don't turn around and try to flip. Them
0: oh, make them profit, I would be so freaking. pissed. You know what? People are going to do that. They you know will. what? Oh, Greg, you just ruined my night.
1: By the uh, way, these, Rick in the chat. Is, are gonna do that. <laughs> Rick in the chat says, I hate the Lakers almost as much as I hate Beardless Aspo. Uh, thank you <laughs> for the critique. It has been heard. So, uh, so uh, I appreciate it. Nathan,
2: Nathan
0: Darius in the chat says 125 each. It depends on where the seat is. Um, there's regular season tickets that are much more expensive than that. So um you've got you're gonna have seats all over the place in price. But yeah, no. If six men go and buy these tickets on Wednesday, and then they sell them on the open market and not know that it's a Laker, the Lakers fan that's buying them, that's on you, and you should be banned from having tickets in this stadium ever again.
1: You should have to pass a Suns quiz. That yes. it, and and
0: <laughs> to get these seats is what who I'm saying. So, right? Just immediate answer. Who was who? Who got a double double <laughs> on Sunday for the Suns? And then if they can answer that question, they can buy the tickets.
1: It's uh, So so. say Jay, our friend, in the chat says, you know what grinds Espo's gears? Another <laughs> Peter Griffin reference. I, I love this day. Saul, <laughs> can we throw the uh, the bracket back up there, if you don't mind? Yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. Well, I guess I will stop working in my other screen right now. <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: Let's stay in the moment. Here, be present. I I, I just, I, well,
2: I'm sorry. I'm trying to do some things for you guys, okay? I appreciate it. So.
0: While producing at the same time. Be yes. two people. Yeah. Um, hey, it's 10,000 people is the capacity. Um, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times. We could we could write it down here. 10,000 people is the capacity in the arena for playoff games.
1: Yeah, it's about 18,000 seats overall. So looking at the, at the playoff bracket here, the interesting thing with the Clippers uh, today falling into that four-seed Denver, securing the three with the Suns in the two-seed is, on the off chance that Golden State wins, right? Like we've talked about, that puts it Phoenix Golden State would be the first matchup. Then the Suns would face the winner of Denver and Portland in the second round. So you may not have to face an LA team until the Western Conference Championship
2: if, if you have uh, to at all.
1: If you have to at all, correct. Uh depending yeah. on on how Wednesday's playing game uh, turns out. So this bracket is fairly favorable depending on what that first matchup looks like. So, it's not all doom and gloom. It's not all oh the the sky is falling. I know we're all very focused on the Lakers because that seems like the likely statistical uh matchup that's going to going to happen here, but on the off chance Golden State wins, that path to the Western Conference Finals looks a little bit easier than it than it may have earlier in the week where everybody thought the Clippers we're likely going to be that three seed.
2: Yeah, I I agree. I I mean the Clippers, you know, you never you, you just never know what you're going to get with the Clippers. They're like a right. box, they're like a box of chocolates, Forrest Gump reference right there, but um yeah, you just don't know where you're going to get the Clippers. You don't even know if they're going to get past Utah. Uh you know, Utah's got the home court advantage. We can't forget about that. Utah is going to be tough to beat at home. Uh you have to beat them four times. And uh, if it goes seven games, four of those are going to be on the road in Salt Lake, and we all know how much I hate Salt Lake City. So um, you know that's going to be tough. And then Denver, you know, man, you know, what what scares me about Denver, though, I will say, uh, is that MPJ is playing pretty good right now, and he is really, he's really helped that squad um, uh, pick up their game uh, in in lieu of uh, um, uh, Murray being gone. So. It's dude, the Western conference is deep. It doesn't matter who we're gonna play, it's gonna be a battle. Even the games that you even the teams, e- even if Portland upsets Denver, you know, it's it's not gonna be the same. You got playoff Damian Lillard as opposed to uh regular season Damian Lillard, and we got a little taste of that in the fourth quarter the other night.
0: Mm, um geez. And, 24 and man, points,
2: and he was just he was unstoppable. There was nothing anybody on that court could do, and So you don't know. And you don't know who's going to show up in the playoffs. We haven't seen this Suns team in the playoffs. And for as much as lately down the stretch, I've been like, you know, I don't know what you're going to get from Devin Booker. And almost with caution, there's another side of me that's like, yeah, but Devin Booker could just very well take over this whole thing and say, you know what, I'm going to drop 40 a game because I'm going to play that crazy. And uh, and then he'll put the whole city on his back, and it could be amazing. That's what's so cool about the playoffs. This is where people make their name. This is how you become a legend. And it's so fun to see our team back in it and doing this again.
0: So, uh, So Celis, I don't know if I'm pronouncing your name right. What teams are scared to play us, the Suns? I'm assuming you mean. Um, now, no one's scared to play us in the YouTube chat. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, but if you're talking about who's <laughs> who's scared to play the Suns, every freaking team, they are all afraid of the Suns. It's the media. It's it's us that are not that are, that are you know, we just why would anybody be afraid of us? It's kind of like you you never get the get the girl. Why would any girl want to go out with me? Look, man, they're all afraid of playing the Suns because the Suns have won the season series against most of these teams and the ones they yeah. don't have have the season series wins against, which is Denver well, that was two overtime games in which the Suns lost players in both overtimes of those games and uh, The Clippers uh, which went, you know with the Clippers, you know, okay If the Clippers are going to shoot 50% from three uh, while, you know, while Paul George and and uh, Kawhi Leonard are playing well, great Okay, they might win some games But to do that 50% for three on the from the outside to win They're not going to do that four wins out of seven games. They're just not so everyone's afraid to play the Suns. They're hoping what they're doing is they're hoping the Suns come in and fall apart under the pressure of the playoffs. That's what everyone's hoping. Cause if this Suns team plays like they've been playing all year, everyone's afraid of them.
1: Yeah. And as well, they should be. I mean, you don't wind up with the second best record in the NBA as a fluke. This is not, this is not a fluke. Neither are the jazz. You don't wind up with the best record in the NBA With As a fluke. Now, do the Suns lack playoff experience? Yes. I don't know that that's necessarily uh, something that completely condemns them, though. A lot of people act like that. Other people are like, well, they won't have another gear. We've seen them show another gear. They don't need
0: another gear if they're winning all their games.
1: Well, the assumption is everybody else is magically going to flip a switch that they didn't play as well in, yeah. in the regular season, and all of a sudden they're going to take it up two or three notches. What I, I think is crap in most situations. You know, Maybe the Lakers have another level because so many yeah. of their guys have been out. Sure, maybe that's
0: – If they the, the can reach they- that gear, more power to them. But, but you know but what? Like, they're supporting – even if they're playing as well – sorry, Espo. Even if they're playing as uh, Anthony Davis and LeBron James are totally healthy, they're supporting cast – is not as good as last year's. And okay. they needed those guys.
1: And there is nobody in the West, uh, I'm willing to say this, nobody as deep as the Phoenix Suns, right? No. You look no. at it, 1 nobody, through 15, nobody is, yeah. nobody is as deep. This team proved it on Sunday uh, against, uh, against San Antonio yet again that it doesn't matter how long a guy sat out. He's ready to come in and play for this team. Langston Galloway, each one Moore, Jalen Smith. These guys weren't playing hardly any minutes. In, in Smith and in Moore's case, none. And they both came in ready to play when they were called on. That's the thing about, about the Suns team. In the playoffs, inevitably something happens. Guys foul out late in games. Uh, you know, a guy gets injured and he's out a game or two things happen and the depth that the suns have comes in handy because you'll have big moments from guys you don't expect it happens every playoff season and the suns have a, a an entire roster full of guys that have that potential
0: so exactly
1: let's let's oh absolutely
0: yeah no it's just okay go ahead so let's
1: lo- let's look at a couple things i want to get your opinions on uh are we worried about DeAndre Aiden missed the last three games with knee soreness do we think it's a big deal or was that just precautionary to make sure he's ready for the first round Dave, why we well, Saul, why, Saul, why don't we start with you
2: <laughs> no, I, I absolutely think it's precautionary there, there's no need there's no need to risk it at all uh you had you had Portland you had the and the Spurs back to back there's nothing to play for really uh, I don't care what anybody says you had the, the two seed pretty much locked up no matter what rest your guys uh you know if chris paul had a little you know a a little he he was dinged up or whatever they wouldn't have played him same thing with booker same same thing with anybody anything precautionary they would have they would definitely erred on the side of caution so um no i'm not worried about that at all yeah yeah
0: As a couple of people in the chat have note have noted when the suns won on sunday and i say sunday because people will be listening to us tomorrow on on monday tuesday wednesday so we got to say what actual day we're talking about (laughs) Sunday, um, Da was running around on the bench on every mm-hmm. made shot by mm-hmm. the by the second unit and third unit that was out there. By the end of that game, it was the third unit. It was at eleven to fifty. Guess who came one one uh, thing one uh, stat shy of a triple double on Sunday?
2: Jalen Smith,
0: Javon no. Car- triple oh, Javon, Javon Carter. Javon yep. Carter. He yeah, had ten I mean, rebounds and nine assists. Another Plus guy all who, points. Another guy who had gone
1: missing. At, at, at certain points yeah. this year, which is buried in the
0: These guys are all ready. Frank's ready. Javon's ready. Etwan's ready. Langson's ready. If they're needed, they're probably not even needed and they can still win a game that the other team wants to win.
1: Yeah. Uh, so uh, I agree. I, I tend to think that the Ayton thing was precautionary. The other, the other thing I, I've wondered looking at how this play in uh, plays on both sides, the East and, and the West. Is it somewhat of a disadvantage for the 1 and 2 seeds to have to sit here and wait to know who they're playing no. to start preparing uh, because your game plan's obviously going to be different depending on on who you're playing defensively those kind of things. So some of these uh, some of these guys uh, some of these other teams Clippers Lake or Clippers uh, Denver, you know, all those teams get to plan for who they're playing for a week. Suns won't find out till Wednesday. Jazz aren't going to find out till Friday. Uh, you don't think it gives any disadvantage, Saul, to that to that team no. in preparation?
2: No, you've already played these guys a million times. And, you know, I was at yeah. the I was at the I was at the Portland game the other day, and I could hear both teams calling out the plays and calling out what was going on. These these teams are well scouted; they know everything that's going to happen before it happens. You just got to execute, and that's all it's all that's all it's about in the playoffs. You just got to execute you can have a you can have a month and it's not gonna it's not gonna yeah. matter from four days it just isn't so you know you can it's gonna be game to game adjustments as opposed to uh, you know before game yeah. one adjustments you know after we yeah. all know game ones are kind of like the wild card if you're gonna if you're gonna steal one on the road typically you're gonna sc- steal game one because you threw some wrinkle in there or whatever but that wrinkle i guarantee you was not shown during the regular season that's why it's called a wrinkle um, yeah. <laughs> so, so that's why I think it's not a big deal. Like if you can't, if Monty Williams can't prepare his team from Wednesday to Saturday, then we got bigger problems than okay. just, you know, who we play on Saturday.
0: Well, here's the thing tough. though. They're going to spend, and campaign was talking to me about this, uh, last week or a week before, uh, it's not that uh, look what Monty's going to spend the week doing. It's not, is, is going to be doing some game planning. Yes. In the later part of the week, but in the early part of the week, what he's going to be doing is nailing down. What do you do when they stop your first and second options on a play? What do you do when we call something, when we get into a certain positions on the floor to start um, the shot clock? What do you do when they stop the first and second favorite things? That's what he's going to be re- nailing into these guys because guess what? The other team knows what the Suns do well, just like the Suns know what the other team does well. What ke- what the key is is who does that third and fourth action best. And that is uh, you get new wrinkles, um, definitely, uh, you get new wrinkles, all, uh, every, every game, as Saul says, uh, but the basics of how they play the even the, even the easy stuff is not going to be easy anymore.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You've got to, got to work on the fundamentals. You're going to have a, you're going to have basically a mini training camp going into this with a few days of practice that you have not had the ability to go through recently with as many games in such a a short period of time. So the preparation should be there. Uh, One non-Suns topic that's semi-Suns related. Uh, Earlier this weekend, it was Rudy Tomjanovich going into the...
2: I feel angry angry already. Go ahead.
1: Rudy Rudy Tomjanovich went into the NBA Hall of Fame or the Basketball Hall of Fame And he, as part of his, uh, you know, as part of the ceremony, he said that Robert Ori deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I think this is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. And I don't quite get it. You know, okay, sure, he has rings, but just because you have rings doesn't mean you're qualified for the NBA hall of fame. There's plenty of guys on those, uh, on those Celtics teams from the, from the sixties that, uh, you know, that, that played, that have a boatload of rings that, that don't necessarily deserve to be hall of famers. I thought this was, was stupid, but, uh, Dave, where did you land on that? Uh, that's
0: it's just ridiculous. You can't, you can't make the hall of fame as being a bit player. You just can't do that just because you happen to be to James Jones. Is he going to the Hall of Fame? He's nope. got lots of rings. Well as a GM to, as a GM, yeah, maybe. But he's got lots of he's got lots of rings as a player who played with LeBron. That doesn't mean James Jones should go in the Hall of Fame because he was on LeBron, he was LeBron's teammate and made some shots. Uh Steve Kerr, should he be in the Hall of Fame as a player?
2: No. Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr won five championships and averaged six points uh, right. a game. Uh, Robert Ory won seven and averaged seven.
0: Yeah. Right. right. There's Who no cares? freaking way you need to be in the Hall of Fame as a bit player just because you happen
2: to be on really good teams. And I would argue that Steve Kerr also won two championships, just like people keep claiming that Robert Ory won two championships, one for the Spurs and the Lakers, uh, had he not been on those teams. Steve Kerr saved the Spurs against the mm-hmm. Dallas Mavericks on the road by hitting five threes in like a pivotal fourth quarter and then uh obviously we know the the jump shot against the Utah Jazz not that they were going to lose that series anyway but just throwing that out there cuz they had MJ. <laughs> but also, dude, this guy had a had a had an average of 7 points a game his entire career. That's bo- that's basketball hall of fame worthy, really? That's what we're going to do. Also, he averaged 6 points or less in 109 playoff games. 6 points or less in 109 playoff games. I don't give a shit that he hit three lucky shots. I don't care. That dude is not Basketball Hall of Fame worthy. Somebody needs to go take the weed pen out of R- Rudy Tomjanovich's pocket and say, dude, you cannot hit this before you talk to a large audience, please, because this what? is ridiculous. The fact that we're even talking about Robert Ori in the Basketball Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's Aww. like It's like – I never thought that, you know, anybody could really be president, but here we are in 2021 and really anybody could be president. Why not let anybody get into the damn basketball hall of fame? Apparently that's so, BS.
1: So now you want Robert Ori as president. All right. We got oh that God. down got that. for Ori 2024. Uh, no, I, I agree. And I, I only trash. brought this up because I wanted to see Saul's head explode. Straight trash. <laughs> I, think it, I think it was, uh, was so uh, just I, I didn't even understand where. There's where so it came many from other guys that
2: are worthy of the Hall of Fame. Yes. Over, over over Robert Ory. You got Sean yeah. Kemp who's not in the Hall of Fame. Sean Kemp was a baller and a, almost an MVP candidate. Doesn't even get a sniff of the NBA. Like you got guys in house. Tom Chambers not in the in the basketball Hall of Fame. Should he be? He had a legit career. He did more than Robert Ory did. You freaking joke. Kevin Johnson yeah, as well. Joke.
1: Yes. So, so one more just to see if I can I pull the ripcord on on anybody. Uh, did you guys see Devin Booker's shirt after the uh, oh, after yeah. the game on Saturday in San Antonio?
2: I thought you were talking about the game on Sunday where he looked like he was no in South Tucson.
0: I don't. Right. Know. He was definitely looking like South Tucson. He's been I, rocking that look all year. I don't.
1: I don't question another man's fashion in that way, but his shirt. Post game, uh, in uh, in San Antonio on Saturday, he was wearing a Spurs Tim Duncan shirt. Now, twenty-four-year-old me would be in this, uh, in this studio screaming so loud that everybody in my neighborhood would wake up. That a Phoenix Sun was wearing a Tim Duncan Spurs T-shirt. I'd be flipping <laughs> my lid. Wow. But in 2021, I go, eh, I don't really I'm have sorry. a problem.
2: Well, you I know what? Tim, I have no issues with Tim Duncan. Ever. Neither do I. Tim Duncan beat us almost by himself sometimes. Like, yeah. Tim Duncan's the greatest power forward of all time. He just is. So, I have no qualms with that at all.
0: Neither
1: do i he's tell you since what, going in the hall.
0: Let me, give you a, let me give you a hot take. We mentioned this. It's not quite so hot because we mentioned this a couple of times this year, but the Suns are basically playing like the Spurs of old. They're just grinding you down until they can beat you. And that is that is a huge compliment. And so, if, if the Suns can come out on top like the Spurs did for so many years, that would be great.
1: Uh, hello in the chat wants to know, was he wearing gray sweatpants with the Tim Duncan? <laughs> sure. If he was, it's all right. Now, look, look, I felt the same way, but I know a lot of Suns fans took issue with that. And to me, it was a guy showing respect to somebody that, that he watched in his younger days. Uh, Devin Booker... Uh, doesn't know the pain that the Spurs were to to Sun fans back in, in the early 2000s. So I had absolutely no problem with it. As I get older, uh I I grow to respect more of those Spurs teams as well. So
0: uh let's Dave, uh
2: Dave, do you have a little stat for that or no?
0: No, no, no. I have a stat on something else. Well then status already, you guys know it. I was
2: ready. Well hey you know we're ready, baby. All right,
0: the Suns finished fifty-one and twenty-one this year. That is the second-best record in the NBA. That is the second-fastest turnaround in NBA history, from one of the bottom two records in NBA history to one of the, uh, sorry, one of the bottom two records in the league to one of the top two records in the league. Only two other teams in history have gone faster. Uh, have gone faster than that. They've done a turnaround in one year. Uh, guess which franchise that was.
2: Uh- Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say, the Boston Celtics was one of them. Yep, Boston Celtics twice. Boston
0: Celtics from 0607 0-07 to 0708. That was when they had acquired Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett in the offseason where they're they one of the bottom two. that went to the to, one of the top two, 66 and 16 that year, and then also Boston Celtics back in 78, 79. Before they got Larry, they Bird. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. Larry Bird, yeah, they added Larry Bird, yeah. Yeah, so you got Larry Bird, you got the Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, and you got Chris Paul. Those are the three <laughs> deciding. Those are the three difference makers to take you from one of the bottom to the top.
1: Suns didn't do it uh, in eighty-eight, eighty-nine from the
2: year before. It wasn't bottom two to top two. Oh, okay.
0: They okay
2: then, but yeah, that's they weren't that's quite, quite bottom quite two. The this is, yeah, but they weren't even a top two team in in eighty-eight, eighty-nine, right? They were like three or four. Yeah, yeah because you had you're the right. Lakers and the Trailblazers that were both bosses at yeah. that yeah. time. Yeah,
0: it was a huge think, turnaround think, for sure. There's been there's been lots of really good turnarounds. It's just going from totally trash to yeah. really great <laughs> and so fast, just two seasons. It's incredible.
1: Let's uh, let's hit our favorite, well, the best segment of the show. It's uh, time for a new Espos Big Board, isn't it?
2: Oh, is it? That's where we're I, going right I now. I think it oh, is. Okay. Oh I say know. it the no, same way every fast. time. So well, no, because uh you know we, we just completely skipped over manscaped and everything. Like that's just okay, I'm saving,
1: just... I'm saving Manscaped All right. well, for hey, the here's very your, last thing. It's your damn <laughs> big board,
2: Espo. Jesus, hey, thank you. After a thank month hiatus, the the big board is back.
1: <laughs> the big board is back. I'm I'm a full angry orchard in, so let's have some fun. Right. It is it is what? The, it's the award season, right? We're going to give away Suns Awards for this season. The first one is the Brooks Brothers Award, right? The move that I think catapulted all this into fruition was the move that never happened. The Wizards, Suns, and Grizzlies all blame each other for a trade that one team thought was Marshawn Brooks. Another one thought was Dylan Brooks. And uh, in the end, it became no Brooks at all. It was Kelly Ubre coming to the Suns from the Wizards. And without Kelly Ubre, I don't think you wind up with enough capital to wind up with CP3 in this offseason and one of the great turnarounds. So the Brooks Brothers Award, we're giving remember, it to that trade
2: that, that never happened. Remember when that all went down, how like everybody was like, oh, my God, James Jones doesn't know what he's doing. He's he can't uh-huh. even get a name
0: right. Yeah. yeah. yeah and, yep. And Dylan Brooks turned out to be a pretty good player, by the way.
2: He is a good player. That's why they wanted him. Yeah.
1: Yep. So there is, there's that. The next one is the Major pain Award. This goes <laughs> to a guy that's just been a major pain in the ass to every team's second unit, and that is Cam Payne. There's not a guy that I am more happy for this season than Cameron Payne. He was the guy that carried his bubble performance through to this year and has truly – been a revelation as the backup point guard. We all pointed to backup point guard and backup center or power forward being the biggest holes on, on this roster and campaign shut that down uh, from a point guard perspective. There is no doubt going into the playoffs that he's the backup and he's the guy that this needs. And he may even be an answer going into the future for the point guard position. So I had to tip my hat. The campaign here. Let's move on to my our next favorite, one. My
0: favorite shot on the team, just a shot motion on the team, is campaign's full-speed layups where he runs right through, just never breaks stride on his way back down the court. Most guys, when they do full-speed layups, they end up in the stanchion. Campaign somehow makes his way all the way around.
1: Yes, campaign, a, a great
0: player. Our next award, the Dollar General
1: Award. And I think that's actually the nickname I'm going to give to Tory Craig. The Suns basically gave up cash, and not a lot <laughs> of it, to get Tory Craig on this roster. And he has been a guy that has come up big in numerous situations since they uh, they acquired him. I, I Another guy that you have to recognize this year, that I don't think the Suns are where they are. They, I don't think they... I keep pace with the Jazz like they did without the Dollar General. Tory Craig, so tip of the hat to Tory Craig there as well. The next award coming up here is the Reverse the Curse Award. That's going to go to a goat crapping in the for- former general manager's <laughs> office. You hear for years that the Cubs were cursed by the the, the co- curse of the goat. You know. I think the Suns have the reverse here. They bring a goat into the general manager's office. It was the beginning of the end for that regime. But the whole point was, you got to go find your goat, right? It was Sarver saying, the Suns need their Diana Taurasi. Well, guess what? They had it in Devin Booker all along. He proved it again this season. And I think that he is going to prove it in the playoffs himself. So uh, tip of the hat to the goat that crapped in uh Ryan McDonough's office as he was really <laughs> the catalyst to turn this all around. And our final award, uh, the bling ring award and it goes <laughs> to, I believe that is Deandre Ayton's chain and it got around no, more. Jay Crowder's chain. Is it Jay Crowder's? Okay. Jay Crowder's chain. I apologize. Uh, I believe DA Ward as well. Uh, at one point this season, uh, this chain got around more than, uh, well, I'm not even going to make an analogy that's uh,
2: inappropriate. Hey,
1: more, now. Got more got around more than somebody that uses <laughs> their landscape on a regular basis. All right. Uh, you saw Robert Sarver uh, on the plane rocking this the is chain. not even
0: Photoshopped. That no, this is real. Out. I wish it was Photoshopped. I, <laughs> yeah, I so do credit I. credit for that. Please. And
1: then Frank Kaminsky wore it in post game, so that is your bling ring award uh that chain is uh, the kind of the superstar of the season as it it gets around and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be shocking to me if it shows up again in the playoffs so those are my off or my uh my season awards in espos big board
2: i like i like the fact that you brought back the big board it's been you know it's been gone for a little while i appreciate it very much
1: uh we will continue to uh we will continue to to bring it up in the playoffs depending on how these series go uh, they could get a little dark if uh, if we dip into those uh into those referees doing weird things in the playoffs but it is time for our smooth baller of the week award yeah
2: i lost it i got to find it so just Talk about some other stuff or something. I don't know. You were telling
0: him the Manscaped stuff. I know,
2: but then I lost it because he threw me all (laughs) off. And now I got to go find it again because I don't know where the hell I put it on. Hey, why don't you
0: talk about our live shows coming up, Espo? We can talk about that. We've got live
1: shows for the playoffs wherever, uh, whenever these games take place, we will be showing up. At the Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa, we're joining forces with our friends John and Matthew over on Suns Jam Session. We're going to do combined post-game shows after each playoff game. You got that right. We're going to be here with you. You are welcome to come out and join us. Enjoy an adult beverage or a water. I don't care what you drink. Just come out and join us at the Chupacabra, Chupacabra Tap Room in Mesa. We will be out there every game hanging out going live with our friends at sun's jam session we're going to be doing it both on their page and ours please uh join us for that we're going to have some fun and we may even invite some of the other sun's podcasters out there to hang out with us as well so that'll be fun coming up after every so uh, after every Suns playoff game, and and maybe we'll do something on Wednesday as well. After we not at the Chupacabra tap room, but maybe we'll do something on Wednesday once we know how that playing game goes as well. Excited to partner with those guys. I'm sure we have frustrated a few of our other <laughs> Suns fan uh, <laughs> podcast friends out there, but I'm I'm looking forward to uh, joining voices with uh uh, with Voida and Lissy, uh, they are a staple after games. And we thought it would just be a fun way. Hey, I love how to, so to says
0: Jay and uh, uh, dervisher World, uh, Justin and Paul, called into the jam session after the Suns game the other night, uh, from live from the stadium, looking like they had had a beverage or two uh, when, they, when they got on there. And I <laughs> welcome those guys. You guys share the StreamYard link with them. I welcome those guys to call in. <laughs> To the live post-game shows from the arena, down.
1: and and Dave will be joining us live uh, from the arena for any home game that's going yeah. on because Dave is still pretending to be a reporter, even though hey, I'm not missing with, uh, playoff
0: games. I tell you that. <laughs> so but we will. Go uh, to.
1: We're gonna have some fun with all this. We've all waited long enough, so we should be. uh We should yeah. be. There and enjoying it together as a group. Now that we can, uh, oh God, Seabuck uh, in the chat says, "Stat me, Dave. Wet t-shirt contest at the Chupacabra." I don't <laughs> want to see Dave in a wet t-shirt ever. Uh, so just so you're aware, but uh, maybe maybe we can make a uh, a stat me, Dave t-shirt for uh, for some fans out there. Uh, do we have our manscaped We do. We do. of the week. Let's let's hop to that right now.
2: I got you. Here we go. Maybe we do. We Maybe. Do. <laughs> And I lost it.
1: Awesome. And he lost it.
2: I can't but, wait for this. Uh, there we go. There we go.
1: There. It's the smooth baller of the week. Got Bush. Not if you got Manscaped. That's damn right. It's true. James Jones, our smooth baller, I'm going to say, of the season. The Suns finished with a 51 and 21 record. He stole Tory Craig. He landed CP3. James Jones, in my book, is 1,000% the executive of the year in the nba and he may even get a chance to knock off his best friend lebron james in round one why not uh, james jones major props to you if you don't want to look like you are a freaking greg popovich after a pandemic down uh down low get a, get manscaped all right head to manscaped.com and you can uh you can get 20 percent off and free shipping using the code flaming ballers that's right Flaming ballers for 20% off and free shipping. You know, don't look like the reverse Cam Johnson. Get those bad boys. Nice and smooth for your lady friend, so you can uh, make sure she's happy so you can come join us at the Chupacabra Room and watch some playoff games. So that is uh, our smooth baller of the week again. Thank you to our friends at Manscaped who uh, do that every uh, – sponsor that every show for us. So, gentlemen, we've come to the end of another episode of the solar panel, a evening Sunday edition. An odd time for us, uh, but
2: we should we should probably say that um since we are going to. Are we still going to do Saturday show in the morning, you guys?
1: I, I think you, as long as there's not a game that day, we might as well. As well, as
2: there, if there is. That, what I'm is saying if there, yeah, if there's Saturday, a game that day, yeah. yeah.
0: We'll, we'll find keep you out. posted. We might do, uh, maybe we'll get a guest to, to help us do a preview or something. There like you that. go. Yeah. There you go. Game one. Yeah. We'll, uh,
1: we'll figure it out. We'll also, uh, maybe figure out something for Wednesday after we know exactly who the Suns mm-hmm. will be playing a little live reaction to that play in game. But yeah, c- keep tuned on the, uh, on the, uh, you know, the Twitter, uh, account and other places where you uh, stay in touch with us, any of our individual, Twitter accounts will keep you up to date on when we're going to do uh, our next show. So for Dave King, the Silver Fox, and the Carmel Thunder from Down Under, I am Greg Esposito. Espo, we'll talk to you next time here on the Solar Panel. Ahoy hoy. Barkley 20
2: footer.
0: They push
1: it up. There's a cap.